Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Tom and Terry. Uh, we're uh, after a long, long, long departure. We're back with another Tom and Terry, and this one is the new Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher never looked back. You should see the Paramount logo right now. Uh, you should see the logo for it looks like Lava Productions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should see the logo for whatever this Scientology production company is. Skydance Productions. You should see that right now. So, and, uh, We're back with Jack. We're back with Jack. We're back with Matt. Matt, the first ever Tom and Terry guest, is back after this long hiatus to talk about his favorite book, film, just intellectual property, Jack Reacher. I've had... I've had an unreal relationship with our man Jack Reacher, and I've read about 12 of the 20 books that Lee Child has written. All right, so that's the thing. So here's the thing that's insane. So this We should put on subtitles. Oh, yeah, that's actually a great idea. So here's the thing with Jack Reacher that is really interesting is... Um, how many books have you written, Matt? Literally none. Me either. How many books has Lee Child written just about Jack Reacher? Like 20. Like 20 books. Like, that is an insane amount of books to write about anything. How, how have there even been that many stories to tell about a single person? Like, if you documented my entire life, you couldn't fill one book. No, no, there's no way. Like, and if you documented every single thing that happened to me, like, if even it, like, even if you talked about like the boring things that happened to me today, I've only done, I've only done seven commentary podcasts. But this is the beauty of Jack Reacher as a character. It doesn't. His life has nothing to do with our lives. It's on a totally different arc, and he's he's just like he's an enigma. He's incredible. He's a riddle, and everything about him. It's totally rooted in reality. I don't know, man. It's totally rooted in reality, but like he has this ability to just just keep living this life that no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, he finds trouble and he fixes it. And Lee Child just he's constantly reinventing Jack Reacher, and you're always learning something new about Jack Reacher. He's a very nuanced character, more nuanced than I'd say you and I for sure. I don't know about that, man. Listen, man, I'm an aficionado. I'm an aficionado. So have you, and so you said earlier, you, you told me earlier that you've read, you've in fact read the book that this, uh, this Jack Reacher is based on. Correct. Now, right. the last time we watched Jack Reacher, I had already seen the movie. Actually, we should talk about what's happened in between the first time we, we did a commentary about Jack Reacher and, the, and, and now. It's been so long. In relation it's to Jack Reacher or in relation to our life? life in general. So the last time I did a commentary, my good friend Ryan, it was Vanilla Sky, my good friend Ryan told me, after, after we had finished the commentary, my good friend Ryan told me that his wife was pregnant with a baby. On, during the commentary? No, immediately afterwards. He should have told you during the I, That would have been pretty good. And that's a, that's a, that's a flub on his part. He told me he was pregnant with a baby. That baby's like one now. I don't know why the a Tom Cruise production. Yeah, but I don't know why the the sheriff is getting arrested right now. 
<laughs> I have no idea either. The sheriff. That's gets, that's he, how that's he how much. Someone uh, in handcuffs says, "Come pick up this guy," and then he fucking sticks his thumb out, and he says, "I'm hitchhiking to God knows where." He hops in a fucking semi. Uh, when, this is when, Jack Reacher. When when is this movie set that somehow hitchhiking is even a thing? Like no one hitchhikes anymore. It's like the thing about it is, it's like the '90s or like the early 2000s. But he is basically he's a luddite. He's disconnected himself from, like, the idea behind Jack Reacher is he's a military cop who gets honorably discharged from the military. Or maybe it might have been dishonorably. I don't remember. And he decides, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this life of vacancy. Oh, Colby Smolders. Love her. Yeah, I like her, too. She's got a weird look about her. It's, uh, it's I like her, though. Weird in the sense of attractive person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like She's weirdly like uh, how you would consider an, a, a good-looking person looks. <laughs> anyway, back to Jack. <laughs> he says, I'm going to choose this life of, I'm going to be a vagrant, basically. And I'm just going to travel around the country. And I'm not going to have a cell phone. The only thing that's going to be in my wallet is a fold-up toothbrush, his, his passport, and a wad of cash that he gets transferred via Western Union. I mean, why? Who the fuck knows? It's Jack fucking Ranger, man. Tom Cruise. Do so as, as somebody who understands the. I can't believe I went through all of the work to put a little metal straw in your Aperol spritz, and you drank it not out of the. <laughs> that really bummed me out. I'm, oh, dude! Look at that tactical laptop. It's pretty sick. <laughs> look, that's Jack Reacher's fist. Um. So. So you know the Jack Reacher mythology. So, like, why is this his thing now where he's just hitchhiking and talking to Colby Smolder on the phone and, like, he just has no life of his own? Like, why why would a man do this? And also, where is he getting this money from? From the military. So they're still paying him. That's what happens when you retire from the military. So he's honorably discharged. Oh, his pension. So he's got a pension in the military and they send him money. And... Fun little fact about Jack Reacher. I don't know if anybody knows this, if they've seen the other one. I'm not really ruining anything. He kills people. He's a murderer. Like, he literally has committed murder, like, hundreds of times. Yeah. But, like, it's always justified, at least in Jack Reacher's eyes. It's always for the cause of justice. Okay. So, well, he's on a bus right now. That's legit. <laughs> so, anyway. So, this one. Anytime he commits murder and there's some loot to be had, he takes the loot. You understand what I'm saying? So he like he plunders. Hey, cheers! This Aperol spritz. Is oh, great. cheers, cheers! Back on back on the Tom and Terry grind. All right, I'm drinking out of the straw. Oh, the metal straw is so nice on your on your teeth. I know it's it's, it's much colder. Anyway, he's talking to Colby Smolders because she is in the position that he used to be in. Oh really? Like she is the she is the major of the 110th MP. And the 110th MP division whatever, right. the military police. And he's been talking to her, helping her with some case or whatever. And then he shows up to go see her and it's some other fucking schmo. He's like, "Where's Susan?" She's got court-martialed. She's got court-martialed. Espionage. 
So and then so like this is it. Like he's 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 back into it. He's like, his lizard brain, as he calls it, has has to figure this shit out. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. He, Jack Reacher calls it his lizard brain. He refers to it's in every book is narrated in so, third person so, and he refers so, to it as his how, lizard brain. How much do you know about Lee Child? I think we might have touched on this in in the last in the last ep- in the last episode of the show. Right, last one you were on. We don't talk about Lee Child regularly on on in real life <laughs> on Tom and Terry. Anyway, I, I think we touched on this, and I think what what I said is I read this New York Times feature. Yes, and it was like so fuck it was like a day in the life of lee child and it was so fucking boring yes i remember he's like, like he's like he's so like, wack yeah he's just like i wake up i smoke a cigarette i drink a coffee i read the new york times way to plug the new york times <laughs> while being interviewed by the new york times <laughs> oh and that's the other thing is it's like like you would ex- I like I would expect him to be like some sort of like neoconservative like Donald Trump type of guy. Well, he's British. He but he's he's like a British like liberal dork that lives in New York City, right? Well, if you look at him on the back covers of the books, he's very cool looking. He's got like this cool like leather bomber jacket on, like a chambray shirt and dusty hair. <laughs> he's basically Jack Reacher's creating his image. Is he huge? Is he six foot five? Fifty inch wide chest. I mean, it doesn't Which, matter by the because way, Tom I, Cruise is not like that. You <laughs> we'll know him, and that. that's a whole other thing. But like, but he's just like you would expect, like Lee Child to be very much like one. Your name, Lee Child. I'm expecting like some like red state. We're we're not paying attention to the movie here. It's fine. I'm sure I can pick it up from. They're basically saying that he has a kid that he doesn't know about. What a what a thrill ride! Like, they're basically saying. I imagine he. I do like whatever. They're basically I saying you impregnated some woman and you got a kid out there somewhere. I imagine Leech. I imagine and the mom is the mom is seeking damages. Yeah, I imagine Jack Reacher gets his dick wet regularly. He gets fucked in every single book. <laughs> There, well, maybe there's been like one out of the twelve that I've read where it hasn't worked out, but the guy gets laid and he's gonna get laid in this one too. You think Colby Smulders is gonna fuck him? Hundred percent. See, it would be like, why wouldn't they have a big six foot five behemoth play him like a real John C. Riley type or something? John C. You mean John Cena? John? No, I meant John C. Riley. John C. Riley's ugly. I imagine Jack Reacher's ugly too. No, that's the whole thing. He's ruggedly handsome. So anyway, so like Lee Child is not like some red state neocon f- fucking guy. So that's another interesting thing that's happened in between the last time I did a commentary and now uh, Donald Trump's president. Uh, we've all become like militant and lizard brain. Got the lizard brain going. This movie can't. This this is a pre-Trump movie where we could like. We could see find entertainment and things like this. I like how they're at an IHOP right now. It doesn't get more American than the IHOP. Yeah. I like how you're trying not to get political on commentary. I mean, 
you know, like, I got views and such. You work at GQ, which is like the most anti-Trump magazine that's out there. You uh, GQ and Teen Vogue are like the most anti-Trump magazine, uh, like the anti-Trump magazines that exist right now. It's pretty crazy. Well, anyway, you're right. It's a weird time for this movie to come out, but the thing is, it's set in like it's it's like set. It, they never explicitly state the date, but I feel like sometimes they'll they'll mention a president or okay. something like that. He just punched through a window. Oh, with the salt shaker. With the fucking salt shaker. It's pretty cool, man. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll say something about, you know, Bush or like... Uh, Bush. Yeah. Or like, can't believe that Gangnam style is still on the... <laughs> no, there's never really any cultural references except baseball. He's a big baseball fan. That's so boring. And then, like, you know, like, he was ever using technology. It's never, like... She's listening to a fucking iPod. Well, yeah, this is a movie, though. Made made in the year 2017. So, is this, like, I guess that's a great question. Is this set in present day? Also, this is in New Orleans. No, of a town. no they're in, in, in D.C. This, oh. This, or Baltimore. Well, the movie was filmed in New Orleans. No shit. Yeah. How do you feel about New Orleans? You were just there. I was there in February. I went there for work. And um, for the all-star thing or whatever. The powers that be were like, it would be really funny if we put all the young, cool dudes on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras. So they could they could try and get sleep. You're considered a young person at your job. No, I'm not. I'm oh. old. <laughs> I was about to say you are not young. The, the, <laughs> well, I'm a cool person. <laughs> I I think you're the coolest. Oh shucks. See oh. now he's like, oh, this might be my daughter. She's got to be your daughter because she knows- she's got lizard brain. She's like. The amount of times the phrase lizard brain has been said. Do they mention this in the movie, you think? Maybe. I don't think so. So anyway, so talk about So the powers that be said all the young kids have to stay on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras because it'll be funny because they'll never get any sleep and they'll be hungover the whole time. And then meanwhile, we want you to like make really dope content. We want you to make the coolest thing you could possibly make and impress everybody. And like make sure you get like lots of cool celebrities in your photo booth at the NBA All Star party, but like not get any sleep. Right. And party. Like have fun. You're in New Orleans. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Party. Party, but also make it GQ content. Hot content. Yeah. Yeah. So but it was fun. But did, you, did you like New Orleans? I, I had a, a me, a, me and uh, my girlfriend Danielle went to New Orleans for a long weekend. I had an absolute blast. I absolutely loved it. It was great. I, I had good food. Drank some drinks. Phenomenal food. Though. Walked around, saw some cool architecture. It's a, it's like, it, it's, it's truly like an, it's a. It's What'd a you beautiful. think of those boudin balls? Boot, boudin, 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 boudin balls. I had alligator boudin balls. I didn't have boudin balls. Oh, Mike. I know. I had Danielle's veg. 
They have veggie boudin balls. Probably do. I, I, because it was like one of those things where it was like there's so many like things you have to eat in New Orleans. You got beignets. You got your beignets. You got you got your beignets. You got your uh, boy. Your po po boy. You got your like uh, fucking uh, weird baked oysters things. What the hell are those called? Baked oysters. That sounds delicious. It was. It was like we like literally f- the plane landed and I. W- Told the cab to take us to the place to get them. <laughs> That's amazing. It was it was the first thing we did in New Orleans. It was and they were phenomenal. Take me to the oysters. Take me to the oysters, baked oysters. I got baked oysters and uh, fucking red beans and rice, and they were absolutely out of out of control. Good. Jackie's having flashbacks right now. This is how he got discharged. You fuck. You shot two people in the head. Well, how did he get discharged? That's a great question. So, the most recent book kind of aims at it. The most recent book. It's pretty interesting. All the books. Are there prequel? I'm sure. The, yes. Dude, motherfucker's written yeah. like 25 all, of them. I'm sure the books, there's prequels. All the books that I've read until this most recent book have been set. Post. Post-military. The most recent book, which I found to be one of the best books. Imagine this. 20 books, down the <laughs> 20 books in, and you're like, the 20th book? That's the best one I've ever read? <laughs> Takes place while he's still in the military. And they hint that basically Jack Reacher is an assassin, and they hire him because he's so good at what he does. to so track down these motherfuckers and pop them in the head with some bullets. Okay. So, I get the impression that Jack Reacher was discharged because he did something and they wanted to cover their tracks. So, okay. What what he says throughout other books is that he had disagreements with certain, you know, managing officers, superior officers, but that I, I, have, I have more of a feeling it was a little more political than that. Mm. He's a... Jack Reacher is a bad boy. This goes all the way up to the president. Oh yeah, oh for sure. The president was definitely involved in that last book. Direct line of the president. That's the thing. It's like somehow Jack Reacher's got a direct line of the motherfucking president. <laughs> so, so maybe so, it's not so based in reality. Yeah. So like, explain the appeal of a Jack Reacher. Like, so the um. So Jack Reacher is interesting in terms of a movie franchise in the sense that like the first Jack Reacher was by no by no means a phenomenon like it's not like kids were having Jack Reacher lunchboxes. I'm pretty sure the second was even less of a phenomenon. It made 160 million dollars. Really? Yeah. Total. Is, yeah, which is great. Do you know how much money the Emoji Movie made in its first week? Probably $160 million. $45 million. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing is it's like, like this is like, it's crazy because a movie like this, which made $160 million, is like kind of not considered a success. It's like a, which is kind of weird. But it doesn't matter to, to, to Tommy Cruzy. He doesn't give a shit. He made money. He 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 made his nut, and he got to he got to make a movie where he gets to be a badass. I honestly can't imagine this movie was that expensive to and make. I, 
It was about it was about sixty uh, gross. It was about ninety million dollars to make. So it was sixty million to make uh, was the production budget, but then with advertising, it was about ninety. So they made you know more money than I'll ever see in my entire life. More money than we'll ever see in <laughs> yeah. our entire lives. They made a they made a you know a fairly nice profit there. Yeah, definitely. And it's and it's so funny. I love these Jack Reacher movies, which I kind of just realized is. So these are like these are the epitome of a Tom Cruise vanity project in the sense that he's like, I like this book. I like this book. I want to be Jack Reacher. And then it's like I also like the thing where he like the amount of vanity projects Tom Cruise has where he's like, uh, Mission Impossible guy, but just a little more badass. Which is that's what Jack Reacher is. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's uh, like he already has a full vanity project now, film series, now, but he's like not not mi- like Mission Impossible. Tough Mission Mission Impossible is like one of the most recognizable franchises in like action movies. Maybe yes, it's pretty. It's up there. Yeah, I, mean, I remember watching the first Mission Impossible when I was a kid, and it's like, man, how I, fuck, I can't. I cannot wait. This will be the sixth. Okay, I cannot wait to do uh, the fucking Mission Impossible commentaries. Like those, that is like in like we're in in twenty seventeen. Basically, it's film franchise or nothing. What? what, So my point is, so he's like, all right, I'm gonna sign off. I'm gonna do six Mission Impossibles over twenty years. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if you sign off on that. Whatever it was. He was like, I'm going to do this. That was his... He signed off in his own fucking lizard brain. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's be honest. Jack Reacher has a lizard brain. So does Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's... we're going on record here. The reason why we're doing commentary is because we fucking love Tom Cruise. I am... I absolutely love him. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's, uh, he's an unsung hero of uh, modern filmmaking. Anyway... Now he's making these movies that are probably grossing a lot less than any one Mission Impossible. Movie. Yeah, you know what happened in between the last commentary and this one? The Mummy. Oh shit! The Mummy. I didn't see it, but it was a failure, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it didn't do so hot. But anyway, how many of these are going to continue to make? Because there's fucking twenty books he can make them on. He can keep making these vanity projects, and he can be as badass as he wants to be. Look, he's looting right now. He's fucking looting. He's pillaging. He's pillaging. He's plundering. He's just a, he's just a bad boy. He st- he just stole two hundred dollars in cash from his lawyer. That's funny. Why is he in jail? So he's been recalled to the military, and now is being charged with a sixteen-year-old crime that he had nothing to do with. At least he thinks that and knows that. And he's also been said, "You have a child, and you owe damages to the mo- mother of this child." But he's lizard braining right now. He already knows the full layout of this oh, yeah, place. Because he's gonna fucking escape. What the fuck? See? No remorse. I love this that he's like he puts on his little guard outfit like anyone's We gotta keep talking. I'm enthralled by this movie, I, but yeah, I do, I do think it's very funny that like he already has this like 
full-blown film franchise one of the biggest uh one of the biggest movie franchises in the world where he gets to like show off his cut body and like do cool tricks and stuff like that but he's like not enough i need also need i also need this other one where i get to like be tough tougher and like kill people (laughs) so in the in the book and in the books in general when he talks about women it's always pretty amazing amazing Reacher? So, so, basically, he'll be like, and then, and there was Susan, or there was Smolders, and he just talks so distinctly about how the way the t-shirt hangs on her body, and the tan of her skin, and the way her hair is pulled back. You better, you better calm down, I don't hear <laughs> Colby Smolders Yo he tased that bro <laughs> Do you remember that video Don't tase me bro That was like the original viral video I, uh, What was the first viral video This uh, this dude uh, this dude I follow on Twitter Was talking about like his favorite Non-Vine videos And like it was just like a wealth of them And they're all so So good Do you remember like video? That, what? Wasn't, that was before Vine yeah, no, he was just he was just like he was just like, "Oh yeah, like here are my favorite non-vine videos." Like everybody in the replies say list your favorite non-vine videos and like dude, there are so many that I was just like, "Fuck, I love the internet." <laughs> like the internet rips so hard. Like do you remember E-bombs world? Is that not a website anymore? It might still be a website. I hope it is. But yeah, it was like I would just like log on to E-bombs world and like <laughs> the joke black sedan and then there's a, like the overhead shot of fifty black sedans. Wait, why did she say black sedan? She goes, "Which one is it?" And she goes, "Black sedan." Oh. And then there's an overhead shot, and they're all black. Sedans. They're all black sedans because it's Washington D.C. and that's food truck. Get in the food truck. I gotta tell you, this is really hard when you haven't seen the movie already. Well, yeah, but I mean, something like Jack Reacher, you kind of, it's so, like, I would say, I, do I'm you gonna, get, I'm going to go on the, I'm, I'm going to always keep saying this, I'm going to go on the record here. Yeah, it's being recorded, this the, is like the most on the record. It's you literally on the record. The last Jack Reacher movie was based, that was, a, I felt like a weird one to, to make, because it had this other, like. I like it when it's more political like this, when it's like actually like... So that one was like about like catching a killer or something, right? Yeah, it was a, a, it was a sniper. Yeah. I like it when it's a little bit more... It was, it was like on, that like, one was kind of based on the, uh, what's it called? The, the DC sniper. Yeah. I like it when it's a little bit more based on like conspiracy theory and like government so is jack reacher kind of like an x-files where there's like there's like the episodes that are about continuing the plot uh, the main plot of jack reacher and then and then there are then there are episodes that are just like sort of one-offs where he's like catching a killer like the monster of the week episodes um they're all loosely tied together so they're always sort of continuing the continuing but the plot of Jack. Every book Lee. is a new story. Yeah, 
It never, it never, he's never in one place. That's his whole thing. He never, at the end of every story, he always leaves where he is. How he never f- stays with the woman, he always leaves. How the fuck do you write 20 books about one guy? Does he, like, go to space at some point? Like, how did, like, how do you even, like, keep going at that point? Like, how do you keep pretending like this guy has 20 stories to tell? I don't know, man. He just, he just. I've been alive. I've been alive for thirty years, and like I have the stories I have to tell, like two, maybe, if you're like if you're really giving it to me. I mean, but you're not an ex-military cop, and you you don't have a lizard brain. You can't tell time in your head. And- Say lizard brain again. I'm gonna wig out. <laughs> you know it's gonna come up one more time in this whole episode. In this whole episode, <laughs> once, <laughs> at least once. Mm, they're gonna smooch right now, aren't they? <laughs> All sweaty and so. Gross. Th- is this going to be another commentary where uh, where my guest uh, gets really weird about the female uh, the female lead in the movie, uh, Andrew and Julianne Moore and Magnolia? Say that one more time. Are you gonna get weird about Colby Smolders? What do you mean weird? Like too into Colby Smolders during this commentary? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I always had a thing for Colby Smolders. Yeah, did you watch it? Uh, did you watch it? Uh, how I Met Your Mother guy. Yeah. Me and Mike Martin. Yeah. For those of you listening, Mike Martin's my cousin. Yeah. He's a chef. He smokes a lot of weed. He was the first person. TV. He was the first person I've ever seen dab in person. It's like, it's like literally doing hard drugs, but it's just marijuana. It was f- disturbing and off-putting and yeah. It was the first time I ever saw it in person, and yeah, it was weird for sure. Fish out, fish out. You got a really nice apartment here, man. Thanks. Uh, Enjoy oh, yeah, watching so movies a, in your apartment. Yeah, so that's another thing that's happened since the last time I. Did oh, we it. watched it in the other room last time. Yeah, and so I changed out the I changed up the layout of my uh, apartment. Your girlfriend moved in. My girlfriend moved in. Danielle moved in. Uh, the uh, my guest on the cocktail episode of Tom and Terry. <laughs> she lives with me now, but uh, she's not here. She's she's away. She has she has a great friend group, and and by great friend group, I mean great for me in the sense that they always have things to do. So I get to do commentaries instead. Of I get to do commentaries. I like how she's. Just I get wearing, to fall asleep on top of the covers on a Friday night. How she's just wearing a dad hat. Like she's super on trend. She's like in her military fatigues in a dad hat. Dad hat. I wish I had like a like little. She's, she's literally dressed like Kanye West right now. I wish I had like a little stitched r- rose emoji on it or something. Like, like if it was if she had like a rip in her t shirt, or like, you know, like <laughs> she's dressed like Kanye like, West. Like <laughs> she kind of <laughs> yeah. like if that shirt if that shirt was like way untucked and really big, she would be dressed like Kanye. But West. like it's also cool to tuck your t shirt into your pants these days. Oh yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, but it has to be bigger. Like that's too tight. Yeah, but she's you know. Let me get weird about Colby Smolders right now. She looks good in a tight t shirt. She looks great. Those high waisted high waisted camo. Look at him. Ru- that's it, the Tom Cruise run. Do you know? How psyched do you think Colby Smolders was? Like, she was like, oh my God, I get to do the Tom Cruise run with Tom Cruise. I'm so psyched right now. <laughs> so but, psyched. Yeah, like, yeah, she just gets to do so many Tom Cruise runs with Tom Cruise. That's so sick. Speaking of the Tom Cruise run, though, and speaking of GQ, did you read the article 
that Katie Weaver wrote about The Rock, and and then two two issues ago. I don't think so. I saw. By the way, I stopped getting GQ delivered to my oh, house. Oh, I'm just gonna start bringing them to you. I get them for free. <laughs> if anyone from GQ is listening, I'm br- Mike. Mike's getting a lifetime supply. <laughs> Hand delivered. What if I just send them to you? Anyway, <laughs> I'd be psyched. Neither here nor there. The Rock, who is in what movie was he talking about? San Andreas Two, maybe. They're not. Or, ma- they're not making a San Andreas Two, are they? Yeah, of course they are. Hold on. If you're gonna do that, I need to have my drink in my hand. They're, they're making a San Andreas Two, and he's. Oh no, it was Rampage. Yes, like the video they, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's talking about. His run in Rampage, or whatever it was, as an action star. He's now an action star. And he was comparing his, his run to, or it was more contrasting his run to Tom Cruise. And he, he literally broke down the way Tom Cruise runs in his movies. Okay. Like, he was like, Tom Cruise runs hands straight like he's karate chopping, back straight. Chin up. Tom Cruise runs. And he runs. Tom Cruise runs away. He runs away. And then he, exactly. And he was like, I don't, The Rock's, I love The Rock. Tom Cruise, The Rock runs towards. The Rock was like, I run into my shit. Like, like head down, you know, like I'm fucking, I'm a bull. I'm a rhino. Wait. Do they actually say, because like, I think that is a great distinction is the fact that Tom Cruise is running away from things. And The Rock is running into things. Do they say that in the article? I feel like it was the article. Either that or I read it somewhere. No, you know what? I'm totally wrong. It was not in the GQ article. It was on The Rock's Instagram. (laughs) 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 Which in some ways is even better. A valid valid publication as well. Which in some ways is even better. <laughs> the gas. Oh my god. Who is this bad boy? I totally forget who that guy is. See, like movies like this, like another thing with modern movies that's kind of a bummer to me. Where's the villains? I need like a villain. This guy's a villain. Is he though? Like, I think, like, that's what I, I like movies that have, like, you're, you're like, ooh. When was, what was the last great villain you remember from a movie? It's like, what's his name from the Die Hard movie? <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> so, 20 years ago? Yeah. Any, anybody in any Bruce Willis movie. So, like, fucking. I'm going to say, like, maybe, like, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Whoa. Javier Bardem. Oh, he's in, actually great in, in that in Jan- in James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Holy shit, where he takes his teeth out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, Colby Smulders is in a bra. Yeah, she's looking good. She's looking tight. He, he looks pretty fucking good. Dude, he's how, like how old 50, is Tom Cruise? He was 50. He's only 50? Yeah. 
I would say he. Do looked- you remember? Do you remember last night where I was uh, stumping really hard for uh, Steve Bannon not looking that bad? Yeah, and it was like you know I'm trying not to be so political on this this show, but like because it's not the platform for it and all that stuff. But like you know. You're like defending his skin disease. Like, who the fuck gives a shit? He's a garbage person. Put him in the garbage. The only reason why I'm defending the way, because like I feel like the majority of the criticism that's been leveled against Steve Bannon is the fact that he looks disgusting. Are they still in New Orleans? Yeah, it looks like like Europe. Is it like so? The majority of the criticism leveled against Steve Bannon is that he looks disgusting. And it makes me really concerned because I know at his age, there is no way I'm going to look as good as him. I'm going to look so much worse than Steve Bannon at 63. Is everyone going to call, is everyone, is everyone going to call me the Mucinex mucus man? I'm really not sure why you think you're going to look so bad at 63. He's got a beautiful head of hair. Hair he doesn't, doesn't mean have, shit. He doesn't have that many hair wrinkles. Hair doesn't mean shit. I'm bald. And women still think I'm beautiful. Yeah, no, you got that great bot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> For those of you listening and not watching, because there's no camera, so you can't watch, I just blushed. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't. I think I don't think Steve Bannon looks that bad for 63. All right, so dude, he d- burner. He just, he's got, he just a got a phone. He's got he's got a fucking this, jitterbug. This is like the the rare interaction with technology from Jack Reacher. He just got a phone and it's like a fucking weird T-Mobile burner phone. He's got he's got he's got a uh, no, he's got a jitterbug. He's got the old people phone. The jitterbug. So all he can do is call 911 and and like 911 <laughs> like, and his grandkids. And his grandkids. <laughs> and, and, and his fucking and his ex-wife. JK, Jack Reacher was never married. Tom Cruise was, though. Twice? At least. Yeah, he no, he was married a few times. Was he married before Nicole Kidman? Yes, he was. He was married earlier. What is it with, like, you know, like, marriage? I mean, like, this is a whole other fucking conversation, but, like, celebrities in marriage and it's just like why do they even fucking get married what's the point why do us regular folks get married well like you know like yes there are the the few occasions where you know people have got four five spouses throughout their lifetime but like most people like will get married and get divorced and maybe get remarried or get married and stay together or get married and get divorced and be single for the rest of their lives. But, like, celebrities be getting married, like, four times. Like, it's, like, popping candy, you know? Like, right. Yeah, so you, that's your thing. You're, like, you're, you're Tom Cruise and you fucking get divorced from Nicole Kidman. And you're, like, dude, fuck. Like, I'm done. And then you immediately get married to Katie Holmes? Cha. And have fucking two kids and then get divorced. How do you feel about marriage? So, I was talking about th- I, I I was talking about this because um, we're at uh, everyone's getting married age. Um, I'm a child of divorce. True, I'm not. So I don't really care about marriage. I'll get married tomorrow. I don't give a shit. But you like the idea of marriage? Yeah, I think it's sweet, but also I don't think it holds as much weight for me. Yeah, 
Mike, yeah, I think it's sweet. So what's the point? If it doesn't hold any weight, then why get married? Have that dope party. It's all about the party. Yeah. I, I also talked It's like to- having a bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah, it's an adult bar mitzvah. <laughs> Did you know I've never gone to a single bar mitzvah? Dude, when I was in like 6th and 7th grade... Like how many bar mitzvahs did you go to? Your own, probably? Between 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, I probably went... 7th grade, you know, it's like the year you're doing 13 or whatever. I think I went to bar mitzvah every, every weekend, if not every other weekend, my entire 7th grade. Plus some on either side there. Like, uh, so yeah. I probably I probably went to about 40 bar mitzvahs. That is fucking crazy, and I've gone to zero. You had one. Mine sucked. Did you have a theme? Yeah, Matt's bar mitzvah. <laughs> oh, it was it so bad. Cool? No, nah, it wasn't cool at all. It was like I had the option to be like, yo, you can you can have the party at the temple at at lunch because it's like cheaper to do like a lunch thing, or we can do the service and then we can have a party at the house. And we could rock and roll at the house. And I was like, no, I'm not having a party at the house. All my friends are renting out hotels and shit and having $50,000 bar mitzvahs. Of course, my parents weren't going to pay for that. Yeah. So I had this like, you know, kind of lame luncheon bar mitzvah. And there was like this like, I don't know if anybody knows what klezmer music is. My mom insisted that we have a klezmer band. It's like weird Jewish music. And then like the <laughs> I DJ. Know what the, is. the DJ like didn't even have the YMCA. And it was just like. <laughs> Are you really working out some stuff right now? <laughs> I've had, I've talked about this before. I will say the food was really good. And, you know, my mom was a graphic designer and, you know, always curated things very well. And it was like everything looked good. Right. Of course, it had to look good. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, my sister gets offered the same proposition. Oh, shit. Who's that? I think that's his... Supposed daughter. Oh. Uh, and his and her. I'm not really sure. I'm a little her lost her like her her foster parents were murdered. I think much so. like John Connor. Anyway, so continue continue having an emotional breakdown about your uh, barbitsa. Yeah, Tom can wait. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, five years later, my sister, you know, comes of of. Bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah age, and she gets the same proposition, and she says, "Fuck it, I'll do it at the house." And it was dope as hell, and I was like, "God damn it, I should have had it at the house." And her name's Sarah, and and the theme was fucking club Sarah, and we had like, like a like a you know projection light going into the pool that said club Sarah. Mike Martin, who we mentioned earlier tonight, a big burly man, he was the bouncer. We had a red carpet. Oh, that's so. We had fun. like we had like furniture. Was, Matt, was was Mike really into it? Like, was he having a really fun time doing it? Is Mike really into anything besides like eating junk food and dabbing? No, but I imagine he was. I, I, mean, I, he, I imagine he, he played. Agree. I imagine he. he, he, he I mean, it was honestly so. It was you know over a decade ago. Yeah. So it's hard to remember, but you know, it was great. And I was just like, God damn it, I fucked up. And the big, the big thing that happened at my bar mitzvah, which was like a whole fucking thing, and I tried to like fix it, but of course, no one went for it. There's this girl, Dara Arachetti. She's cool, very cool. Not really friends with her anymore, not for any particular reason. If I saw her, you know, probably give her a big hug, say, What's up, Dara? 
We had the same fucking bar mitzvah day. Oh, no. Same bar mitzvah day. So all the girls went to her bar mitzvah and all the boys went to my bar mitzvah. So we're playing Coke and Sprite or we're playing, you know, slow dances and stuff like that. The boys didn't have anyone to dance with. You, there was no there was no girls to, you know, like mess around with. Ugh. And it was the whole thing where I was like, Dara, tell your mom. Let's have a joint bar mitzvah. It'll be super dope. Oh, that would have been rad as hell. It would have been super dope. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not tired to take all the glory here. Let's have fun. You're a team player. You've always been ever since you were 13 years old. And, you know, it just didn't work out. This well, was not in the book. They were, they were rewriting this for, for... They're going off the rails here. Well, so I'll tell, I don't you, even right, know I'll tell you right now, that whole bar mitzvah thing. I'm so glad, I'm so glad I have that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tom and Terry is as much about but, uh, our personal but, uh, lives uh, since, as it is about the Tom since Cruise no one movie. Can, no one can actually see. Uh, Matt is red in the face from crying <laughs> <laughs> over his shitty bar mitzvah. <laughs> Um, oh God! Uh, my friend, Nat- my friend Natalie's bar mitzvah had the best thing I'd ever heard of in my entire life. What was that? Bush, the band. Yo, <laughs> just, just the band Bush. Like, did Gavin? Did they try and get Gavin Rosdale to come and like sing at her bar mitzvah? You know what? I never asked for the specifics, just because I just love that. I just love the idea of that. How like, could you're- you not go into the specifics of that? You're like, so. I mean, like you know. I mean, I guess you wouldn't know the nuances of a bar, bar bat mitzvah because you've never been to one. But like, at there's always like this like I, like a candle lighting ceremony where you light the thirteen candles and you like dedicate each candle to like you know once to your rabbi, once to your best friend, once to your parents. Dude, this guy's just having bad luck. The motherfucker's beating him with a phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, so I I moved to New York after bar mitzvah age and vermont there's no jews there so that's why i missed all the bar mitzvahs i thought you just said there's no jizz there but no, yeah so much jizz <laughs> so much jizz just a bunch of boys anyway so like you know after you do your candle lighting ceremony you might want to have like a slow dance similar to like a wedding with like your dad or your mom or your boyfriend or whatever sure, sure. and i want to know did they play glycerine for the slow dance. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. I wish that Tom and Terry... I wish we could, like, call people up. Should I text Natalie right now? Did I say Natalie? No, Natalie was the one that... Well, who did I just say? Yeah, Natalie. I wish we I wish we could, like... I'll text Natalie. ...have a call-in line. I'll text her right now. Say, at your bat mitzvah, did you do a slow dance to Glycerine? I bet you she's going to say yes. There's no, There's no way she could fuck that up. Natalie, I hope you listen to this. Yeah, they're going off the rails with this movie here. How do you spell bot? It's B A M I T Z. Bot. B A T M I T Z V A H. Mitzvah. What is he doing? Mitzvah. Was a 
So I'm going to text her to confirm that. She was texting. Look at we're synchronized. She's texting somebody's fucking hacker. So phone. here, so here's the problem with check out that sweet old van. So though. here's the problem with Jack Reacher movies compared to Mission Impossible movies. These movies are for old farts. Like it's boring. Like old, only an old fart would be like, hell yeah, throw the phone out the window because these idiots are texting and like. Nothing that exciting happens. Here's the problem with Jack Reacher movies. They can't compare to the book because the book is written in third person. So, so much of that book is in Jack Reacher's head. You can't do that in a movie unless it's like narrated, so which I, would have been a fucking tight thing to do. So I read, I read, um, uh, I read the. The Wikipedia on a lot of, I read a lot of Lee Child related Wikipedia stuff today, um, and ah, oh, so they're finally going to New Orleans, but like proper, but it, this is all filmed in New Orleans. Okay, got yeah, New Orleans has a big film industry now. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of tax cuts. Yeah, Georgia as well. Yeah, uh, Atlanta. Yep. Uh, Miami had it for a little while, but they took it away. Mm. Um. So what were you reading? Oh, so it's uh, so like all of all of the the Jack Reacher novels are omniscient third per- person narration. Yeah, which is like not my something... least favorite type of narration. Well, excuse me. You hear that, writers? I happen to like it. What's your favorite? First person. After that, third person, not omniscient. He's like So I guess I found he's the, the villain, I guess? He's hired by the villain. He's not the real villain. Hey. I gotta break the seal. MP? Yeah, do we pause this or do I No, you just go. I'm not gonna miss much. Will you will you keep me posted? Are you gonna keep talking while I'm gone? Yeah, I'll keep talking. Okay. I got Matt going to pee. I got the cat trying to get in here. I'm going to go let the cat in. Ooh, so... Wonderful. So we're seeing right now the Lee Child the Lee Child cameo. Oh my god, I can't believe Matt is missing the Lee Child cameo right here. That's him. That's him. That's the man that's the man, the myth, the legend right there. Lee Child was the TSA agent who didn't really care about his obviously fake ID. Uh he looks like Brian Cranston. Um yeah, so I guess in terms of Tom Cruise-ness, this these movies are not very interesting. That's the problem. Dude. So Matt's back. Listen, regardless of whether you like third person omniscient or not, which I'm not saying I'm like a fan, 
of, of that specific <laughs> narration va- vantage point. All I'm saying is it works for Jack Reacher. Oh, I, I dripped a little bit. That's okay. Don't judge me. It's fine. But I guess my point is, like, there's no way you can translate all that information into the movie. Excuse me. Which is why you're like, this movie's made for old people. It's, like, boring. And it's just like, let me throw the phone out of the window. But, like, in the book, it would explain all that. I have, you know to te- I have to tell you, Matt, while you were in the bathroom peeing, you missed the thing that I've been waiting this entire movie for. What? Lee Child cameo. Wait, he was in it? Yes. Shit. <laughs> I'm so upset. Can we back it up? Are we allowed <laughs> no, to back it up? No. <laughs> Come on, we can tell our listeners we're backing up. 30 seconds. No, you missed the Lee Child. What? I'm so mad. I heard you say that somebody looks like Brian Cranston. Lee Child looks like Brian Cranston. kind of does. Can you believe that? That's insane. <sighs> so upsetting. The man was in the movie. How did I fuck that up? Yeah. Back. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it. What, what character did he play? He played a TSA. So, so it's a fun little. It's a fun little cameo. So he plays a TSA agent, and he's checking Jack Reacher's um, identification, and his identification says that he's six foot five, like two hundred and fifty pounds. Amazing. Amazing. And he's like, I don't care. Blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. So um, it's a little, it's a little, it's a, and then, um, and then so, and then uh, Lee Child's quote about the fact that uh, Jack Reacher looks nothing like the one in the book. He goes, "Who cares? They're not going to get anything from the book, right? It's a movie." Well, then it just doesn't do the book justice. Is what I'm saying. It's then just, read the book. Read the goddamn book, people. Uh, for those of you who can't be in the room with us right now, we've just been joined by a special guest. Murphy! His name is Murphy. He's a gray cat. And he needs a lot of love, and he's really... Mike hates him. I absolutely... So that's an, uh, that's another thing that's happened since the last commentary, is now I'm the co-owner of two cats, and I absolutely hate them both. Why did he just fucking hurt that man on the plane? He just really broke his sure. foot. Oh, because the guy the guy was following him on the plane. Oh. That's crazy, though. To be like, I'm going to fucking break a guy's foot and arm on the plane. I do remember this from the movie, though. From the book, from the book. you mean? No, the movie. Is he going to go rub one out in the bathroom now? Hurting people gets There's him off. There's another guy in there. He's going to break the other guy's arms. And for the record, Murphy is very cute. He's a cute little kitty. Oh, he's not feeling well, he says. See, this the other thing is Tom Cruise is all about the one-liners. and uh, like It's just like, it, it's so annoying because these movies are just like such a waste of Tom Cruise. 
Like, I know he, Tom Cruise reads these fucking stupid books or he has his assistant read them to him while he's getting rejuvenation treatments or whatever. Do you think he does isolation tanks? Uh, I guarantee he does, like, literally anything that you could think of that, like, is, like, a rest- restorative thing, he does. Like, I'm sure he's doing that shit where he's, like, getting his skin blasted with, like, negative 100 degree air and shit like that. I'm just so confused who this other guy is. But it's just like this is such a waste of Tom Cruise. It's just like this is like everyone enjoys Tom Cruise cuz they like watching him in panic mode and like Jack Reacher is the opposite of panic mode. Jack Reacher's never in panic mode. No, never. No, because everything is so fucking calculated in his brain. It's in, in his lizard brain. Yeah, like that. Like the only reason You're why you supposed to wig out on me. What? You're supposed to wig out on me. I said lizard brain again. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Enough. But yeah, it's like the like the only reason why like this is kind of fun, I guess. But like the only reason why we like Tom Cruise is we like watching him. But he's not wigging out right now. He's like he's like this was something he planned to do. He's like, on the count of three, we're going to fucking run. Yeah, like, that's not fun. leading up to that, he was totally calm and collected and thinking about every next step. Like, Ethan Hunt, like, Ethan Hunt, like, all of the Mission Impossibles are like, how are we going to get out of this one, Ethan? And he's just like, I don't know. He barely makes it out. And that's why it's, like, fun and exhilarating. And you're like... But something can always be said for a good old chase scene. I love a foot chase. I was uh, I was just talking the other day about uh, my favorite foot chase, which is my my most recent favorite foot chase is the one in Inception. Through like the uh, Damn, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, I rewatched it the other day, like through the streets of Istanbul. Do you wish that Tom Cruise was in Inception so I could watch it? Sure. And uh, my favorite part of that foot chase. So it's like this foot chase. I believe it's through. I believe it's in Istanbul. Um, but like, so, uh, so it's like, they're all, they're chasing Leonardo DiCaprio and he tries to do the, he tries to do the move where he like sits down at a cafe and like, like puts up the, I remember that puts up the (laughs) newspaper, but it just like doesn't work, (laughs) which is a very funny joke. But like, why would they do that? It's like, it was like Christopher Nolan was for sure like. Yeah, he's like, this is going to be funny. Like, like it's like it's funny to to upset like that. A, in like a really high stress moment. Another funny thing about that uh, the trope of uh, being chased on foot and then sitting down at a uh, sitting down at an outdoor outdoor cafe, holding up a holding up a menu to cover your face, and then your pursuers run past you. Fun fact: our good friend Rich Perfiglia did that in real life once. Through the forty, yes. <laughs> what did he do? Can you can you tell the whole story? He well, so that we were all. Uh, this was also the story where I really had to take a shit. And hold on, sorry. This is where he's telling her that he might be might be the dad, might be her dad. Oh, uh, she's freaking out. And there they are. There you are, Bourbon Street, baby. All right, sorry. Continue about the rich, the rich story. It's a really good story. So uh, this was a tournament show uh, at the Charleston back when the Charleston on Bedford and North Eighth Seventh, North Seventh, 
Bedford North 7th, right by the subway stop, still had shows in the basement. Tournament was playing, and that was back when we would all, like, if tournament was playing a show, we would all go, come out. It would be a whole whole to-do. And, yeah, uh, so before the show, everyone um, was, uh, Nick called me. I was walking to the show. Nick called me and said, me and Rich and Cameron and Jesse are all drinking 40s in an alley next to, uh, an alley around the corner. And I said, yes, that's something I want to do. That sounds fucking rad. Yeah, I was like, I definitely Let's go drink in an alley. <laughs> Let's go drink beer drink beer in an alley. I'm 24 years old. Super large quantities. Yeah, I'm 24 years old. That sounds like something someone should do. So I I left to go do that. And um, so I'm drinking a 40. I'm drinking a 40 in the alley. And then um, also at that time, I was new to New York City. And um, I was like, I'm going to eat literally every disgusting thing new york city has to offer me uh so my stomach was a bit of a mess back then and uh so as i'm drinking the 40 i'm like oh my god i got food i there's there's a there's trouble brewing downstairs and so i leave and i tell my friend nick i say nick i am going to go take a shit i'll meet you back at the show you do not say one word to my girlfriend about where I'm going. Because at that time, and still 10 years later, I still do not let my significant others know that I go to the bathroom. Never once have mentioned it. You can tell me that's weird. I don't care. I'd like to, I like to keep the mystery alive. I'm not judging you. I, Mike, I've never judged you in our entire relationship. I would never judge you. Right. So, anyways, long story long, I leave. Uh, It's very funny because I I end up taking a shit at the pizza place across the street from uh, the Charleston. And I literally do the thing where I hid behind a bus to sneak into the pizza place so my girlfriend wouldn't see me in there and know that I was taking a shit. Where were you shitting? At the pizza place across the street from the Charleston. And so while I'm taking a shit in the tri- uh, in the pizza place, my girlfriend is calling me and texting me and saying, "Where are you? What's going on? What's happening?" And I assume Nick told her I was taking a shit, and I was like, "Can this can this B word give me five minutes to take a crap without fucking hounded me?" I mean, it's why you got to be open about the fact that you just make a bodily function. So anyways, I and then so anyways, I come back and I hear this whole insane story where Nick throws this 40 at these uh these young street toughs. The street toughs ended up the street toughs end up chasing all of them. Uh Rich ended up doing this thing at the cafe. Rich ends up doing this thing at the cafe where he hides behind a he hides behind a menu. He ends up at the venue. These the street toughs end up back at the everyone ends up back at the Charleston. Um and so Nick ends up back at back at the Charleston. My girlfriend, my girlfriend is like, "Oh my god, where's Mike?" Nick is like, uh, "Nick is well." Nick tells the story to her, and he's like, "Oh my god, we were like all drinking forties. I threw one. Like these kids like chased us. We all broke out and ran away." And she's like, "Oh my god, where's Mike?" And Nick's just like, "I don't know." 
<laughs> so uh yeah so i was taking a shit and my girlfriend thought i was uh, i was getting the shit kicked out of me in an alley because nick is such a good friend that he was like you know what she would probably be very happy to know that he's safe but he said don't tell her so in a loose sense of the of the of the words you were getting the shit kicked out of you i was kicking the shit out of myself yeah <laughs> exactly Mike, do you know what's going on in the movie right now? Who's that? I don't really know. I'm totally lost. You've read the book it's based on. But I, I guess I forgot this whole New Orleans thing. The movie is set in New Orleans. No, man, that shit was like in Baltimore, D.C. Oh, she has a baby. I know that. She has a little baby. Murphy, would you like me to make a drink? Would you make me a drink? Do you want another Aperol spritz? Yes. Okay. Well, let's pause it. No, we can't pause. Okay. We can't pause, Matt. You just got to keep going. It's so hard. Sometimes I just want to either like take a nap or watch the movie. I'll make it really fast. Well, while Mike's off... Making cocktails. I'm here watching Jack Reacher 2. Never go back. And um, what's happening here is classic Jack Reacher scenario where he's like, I'm luring these gentlemen. Well, call them gentlemen just because they're men. But basically... He realizes that he's about to get the the shit pummeled out of him, but he's like, there's no way I'm too fucking badass for this. And So he's basically luring him into a situation where he can have the upper hand. But they don't know that. I don't know, you know, like, if you think about the way, like, Jackie Chan fights, he's not, like, claiming to be, like, a kung fu master. But what he does is he uses everything in his surroundings to, like beat the shit out of his adversary and I feel like Jack Reacher is a big Jackie Chan fan at least in my opinion I don't know I don't even think Lee Child would ever make that that kind of you know tie but you know here we are I think that and also one of Jack Reacher's biggest kind of attributes I would say or one of his biggest character um, attributes is that he he likes to talk shit. So the first thing he says, he's, it's four guys against one. One guy's fucking pulling a gun, and he goes, this is a big fucking mistake. This is a big mistake. And he's basically like, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. And they're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you for one minute. But then, lo and behold, he'll beat the fucking shit out of him. So let's see what happens here. I'm trying to keep this going. <laughs> you know like all writers they have to they have to pull their influence from somewhere and like I guarantee you if you ask Lee Child are you a Jackie Chan fan he'll be like I love the way Jackie Chan so look he just did it he fucking threw something at his face hit the gun the guy got shot in the face uh, 
Matt's uh, Jackie Chan sprint was uh, one of the best things that's ever been recorded. He broke someone's arm, threw them through a wall. He's Jackie Channing the shit out of this. And he's not afraid to play dirty. He'll, he'll, he'll throw a knee to the groin. Oh, use the other guy's hand to shoot the other guy. Jackie Chan. Dude, love, love a good Jack Reacher fight scene. And now this, this true bad guy is here. And we still don't know who the fuck he is. So this was directed by a different guy than the first one. You can tell. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a great question. So uh, which one do you prefer so far? Well, like I, like I was saying, is as far as stories go, I prefer the story that is more... Cats' ass. Cats' butts are so weird. Why? Like, why do they just have to show you their asshole? So, which one do you prefer in terms of movies? In terms of movies, I think I prefer the first one. Yeah, for sure. Directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who directed the last uh, Mission Impossible. Oh no, shit! Yeah, he's like he's like kind of Tom Cruise's go-to director. I don't really know who he is, though. He directed Usual Suspects. Oh, god damn, I love that movie. I don't know how to not know that. But see, did he directed this movie or the first one? He directed the first one. He didn't Okay, direct. see, that makes total fucking sense. Because there was this, like... You know, do you remember Do you remember the first one? I, I Totally, yeah. Okay, do you remember there was the whole thing with... With the DA, and he was dealing with the, the, the ADA or the DA, and it was, like, it was uh, Rosamund Pike. Yes. And his her dad was the DA, and he was crooked. And there was this whole like realization that you know these these people that were working for the dad were like not really on the good side mm-hmm. of of what was going on. And it was like this very similar to the way Usual Suspects had this like mysterious revelation throughout. Right. That that movie contained that. This yeah, movie it, doesn't have this. This yeah. movie's just a fucking story. It's just a fucking story. Yeah, and that first Jack Reacher was weird. Like, fucking Werner Herzog is the villain in it, which is weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. That whole that whole story to me was a little weird where it was about, like, this guy who's, like, a fucking Russian expat who lived in a who lived in a work camp and lost his fingers, and his, and his whole story is about, like, you know, no pain, no gain, like... You know, like he's like a cockroach and has survived this fallout. Yeah, this this is just a story. <laughs> it's just a story. It's just man. a story, and like they're not presenting it with the mystery that that other one had. That being said, I feel like I liked this book better <laughs> than I liked the other book. Right. We got level problems over here. We might have a little bit of level problems, but it'll it'll, it'll work itself out. All right, all right. I'm sorry about that. I thought I had it all set. I think you're all right. I think we're okay. Let's just blame it on Murphy. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll work it out in the wash. Also, we're like an hour in, so like, I probably should have. Yeah. Uh, you put me in charge, and I fucked it up. It's all right. What is this thing behind your... Uh, 
your Tim Lahan drawing. Oh, that's uh, my TV antenna. That's how I get terrestrial television. Terrestrial television. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, I, on Sundays at Sundays at seven, I watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Like seriously? Like on ABC, I watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Great. Is this still the same guy hosting? No, it's Alfonso Ribeiro who uh, played Carlton on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Seriously? Yeah, it was Tom Bergeron for like fifteen years. Oh God, he wore the worst suits. Just terrible suits. Yeah. How's Alfonso looking? Uh, he looks great. Uh, he's not as good as Tom Bergeron, but it's okay. Tom Bergeron was great. Yeah, he was good at it. But but anyway, the whole thing with this is like... It's a face value movie. It's not a very deep thing. The books aren't very deep either. And you can't really take it for more than just entertainment. You know, we're just watching a fucking movie... Tom Cruise is cool. Colby Smulders is cool. Is she cool, though? You know, she's a babe. He's a babe. They're babes. They're babes together. And, you know, they're kind of like manufacturing drama that isn't there. And, you know. La-dee-da-dee-da. Fucking Jack Reacher. I think I'm super bored of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh... So I'll bring up some topics we were talking about before the movie. So anyway, so Michelangelo's David. So speaking, uh, we just saw we just saw Tom Cruise with his shirt off. He was very statuesque, in the sense that he's smaller than an actual human. Um, <laughs> than an actual human, <laughs> smaller than an actual human. You mean than the average human? Yeah. Um, so Michelangelo's David. So you're Michelangelo. You're like, oh, mamma mia, arrivederci. Arrivederci. I just did a uh, Sistine Chapel ceiling. Abundanza. Which, we should look this up, but he laid on his back for how many years to paint that? I don't know, a long time. Like, a long fucking time. I don't know if you've ever seen the Sistine Chapel. It's I, p- I saw it a year ago. It's pretty crazy. It's amazing, um, actually, and uh, there's uh, the hallway leading up to the Sistine Chapel. I actually enjoy those ceilings more. That's right. Hot take. But did he paint those, too? No. Um, Mamma mia. Now I'm going to make a statue of the most beautiful man. You get, you get, your, you get your model. You have him po- holding up an apple, or what the hell is David doing? No, he's got... It's David and Goliath, so he's got, like, something slung over his back. Holy shit. I never realized that it was David from David and Goliath. Yeah, the David. <laughs> anyway, I think so he's got, David, like, a pelt over his back, or the slingshot. So he's got the, the sling or whatever. He's got David's head. He's got the laurels around his head. He's butt-ass naked. His, cha- his pecs... Ripped arms, ripped, ripped abs, ripped. ripped. So good. He's got the V. So good. <laughs> he's got he's got the V down. He's got the junk V. Also, if you go around the flip side, he's got the butt ass. So plump. He's like he's like a total package. Total package. Except then you, then you go you go the V down to the package. I mean, 
horrible. Well, the here here's here's the horrible. Here's here lies the rub. Is it horrible or is it realistic? Like I can't I can't I can't right. say that I've seen that many flaccid penises in my life that I can say that David this literally statuesque the definition, the definition of statuesque. statuesque like his penis is like too small for who David should be. I I don't know. Maybe David is a grower not a shower. All Maybe right. David when he gets it going has got a big old dick. So I have multiple questions. So, so obviously, David is there. There was a model for David. So did my. So did Michelangelo say, "I'm going to keep to this model's anatomy," and so that model had a small penis. Was Michelangelo famously or infamously gay? Uh, considering one of his most famous things was a a sculpture that he spent years on of a sexy dude, I would say he's probably gay. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, like honestly, I have no idea. As a man depicting the male anatomy, and considering also a lot of other famous artists at that time were just like making sculptures of big old boobies and stuff. Man, yeah, but even the way Girl they de- Botticelli, you know what I'm the saying? Way- <laughs> the way they depicted women then too was different. You know, no, but you know, because I would definitely, I definitely can see like what's sexy about that. But so my question is, so my question is, were big penises not sexy back then? Hold on, segue. We can go back. We can go back to David's penis. But this is starting to feel like an episode of SVU. Yeah. All right, so Natalie said not quite. It was just music-themed, but Bush was one of the tables. Oh, Bush was one of the tables. Yeah. That's less exciting. Sorry, Natalie. Look at Murphy. Murphy looks guilty right now. Murphy. So, So was it that Michelangelo just wanted to remain true to his model's proportions? Did he not care about being sexy? And were big penises not sexy in the whenever that was made? I don't know. I have no idea. The 1400s? But this is my point, Mike. Has it ever been about the flaccid penis? It's not. The flaccid penis is not sexual. The hard penis, the erect penis is sexual. So why didn't he give him an erect penis? Because he's not about sex. Is it not supposed to be sexual? It's not supposed to be sexual. I think that no matter what, we this movie is like kind of cut rate. Did you like like that flashback? Looked like a very like it looked like from a TV. That's what I'm saying it's like a it's SVU. It's an SVU episode. Yeah, I love like flashbacks when they make Poppy them look field. like they they make them look like all all like sepia tone. Yeah. So the bad guy is a cop killer. Yeah. But we never find out why he killed those folks. Who are you texting right now? I'm texting Natalie. 
Oh, like I love how they show the track marks, like yeah. just just to ensure that he's got know. PTSD. He's a he's a heroin addict. Just so you know. He he said Nolans, by the way. Like on your other on your other episodes of commentary, like are there are there lapses of silence or or do they everyone do we just talk the whole time? What? Do is there lapses in conversation? Yeah, is that okay? For commentary? I mean, I guess Me and Andrew eat a full meal. What what movie did you guys do? Magnolia. Oh, tight. Well, that's a really long movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess like theoretically our listeners should be watching the movie with us. So. Yeah, so they'll like be watching as well and being like, what? But it's also probably heavily distracting. Back by 9 p.m. Oh, she hates her dad. Oh, my God. I wish my dad wasn't Jack Reacher. But the thing, the thing is, Jack Reacher's fucking, he's just trolling her. He's just like, haha, I'm a dad. I'm going to fucking control the shit out of her. Yeah, like this is a movie for dads. Like dads love trolling their stupid teen daughters. Do you ever wish you had a sister? Um, Like in, in addition to my brother? She just snagged the wallet. I don't remember any of this shit. Um... I think uh, me and Jim, my older brother, I think we have a really good dynamic. I don't think uh, I would have had the same dynamic with an older sister, and I don't think I could be a older sibling to anyone. I always wish I had an older brother. Just teach me the ropes, man. Yeah, I mean, Jim Jim was the best older brother. Jim was. <laughs> He's still very much alive. R.I.P. Jim. <laughs> R.I.P. He's very much alive. I hope I texted him like two hours I ago. I hope one day Jim listens to this and is just like, man, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Jim's the best older brother a guy could have. I mean, yeah, like, I know a lot of people who have very different uh, relationships with their older brothers. And it just, uh, yeah, it bums me out. It makes me sad. Just out of curiosity. Sure. How much time we got left in this film? I have no idea. Can we look? I don't think so. Why? I'm bored. <laughs> Not of you, of the movie. You don't want to watch it, be watching it. I don't want to be watching this anymore. I but, think, I, think like I, I owed it to myself and I owed it to Tom and Terry to watch this and comment yeah. on it. Okay, so we are... We have half an hour left. Nice. Nice. It's a two hour long movie also, which is insane. By the way, you're very you're uh you're watching so a movie uh speaking of Christopher Nolan, which we spoke of half an hour ago, you're seeing Dunkirk tonight. I am seeing Dunkirk. Very excited. Well, t- and during this commentary, we'll talk about another more interesting movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Because <laughs> this movie sucks and is boring. So we're going to talk about Dunkirk. I don't know, in your opinion, maybe one of the best movies of the year. Oh, wow. Yes, I would say absolutely. It was phenomenal. Um, where are you going to see it? 
I think the Alamo Draft Alamo House. Draft. You're not seeing it like in 70 millimeter or anything crazy like that. No, I don't give a shit. No, nah, I didn't. I just went and saw it at Williams. Like, like I did the Tarantino thing, and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't really care. Yeah, what's um, the difference? Yeah, uh, yeah, the screen's big. Um, uh, it, it it's awesome. So it's like so like something like that. So this is it's like this insane war epic hour and a half. But that's amazing. This movie, fucking Jack Reacher, two hours long? Get the fuck out of here, man. You can't tell this story in an hour and a half? It's also crazy that we've been watching this for an hour and a half. Yeah, movies should be over. Why do movies have to be so long now? Yeah, I, It's something that I, I don't understand. I feel like movies in the 90s and the early 2000s, everything was super concise. I, ha- I have this whole thing about movies, and they just don't make them like they used to make them. Yeah, because it used to be like a comedy, like you're making a comedy movie, hour and a half, tops. Now it's like, dude, fucking like... Like a comedy is two hours long? But it's also like... I can't laugh for two hours, man. But sometimes it's like, it's just the way it's presented within the two hours. Oh, man, she's watching horror movies. She's going to stay up late, eating candy, watching horror movies. What a bad kid. We got to pee again. It's fine. So this movie has shown multiple military police cars, uh, as in this is something that you would see normally. I've never seen a single military police car in my entire life. Have you? Whoa, big explosion. Yeah, I'm not really feeling this movie. In terms of, like, the action scenes are pretty boring. Like, I don't really need to see this guy, like, shooting over a... But I am happy that Colby Smulders has got a... has a starring role in this movie, and... It is kind of it's a bit of a bummer that um I didn't know she was in this movie until I started watching it. It says something about the marketing for a movie like this where the only thing that you know about this movie is the fact that Tom Cruise is in it. It's really put it's a lot of pressure on TC. That I don't think like I don't think I don't think he can he can shoulder the weight of a movie like this. Two things. Is Colby, does Colby Smolder not... She doesn't She doesn't bring a draw? She doesn't draw people in? I guess not. Two things. Okay. One is, why wouldn't they promote Colby Smolders more? I guess she doesn't, she doesn't have a draw. She's in that new Friends from College show that I don't really like very much, but I continue to watch. And the second thing is... What, what has she been up to? She's in that show Friends from College with so it's just another she's she's just living the sitcom life. She it's like another it's like a it's like a Netflix sitcom though. Oh, I guess that's a step up, right? 
Yeah, it's like a fancy sitcom. Have you watched it? No, is it good? No, it's not very good. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Um, everyone told me I should watch it because, you know, like I'm a, I'm a bit of a sitcom guy. We know that. I'm a sitcom guy. I watched a couple episodes and I didn't really like it. Is it a show where it's like don't watch before the third season kind of show? I kind of like jumped into it and just like watched like reruns over time and like caught up to you know I never like watched it and like yeah and then and then, and then eventually like, I was caught up and started watching like the current seasons you know what I mean yeah so I mean I think that's the thing is it's like a show like that you have to sort of um, passively get into it and um, so. But it's like I can't do that now because it's like not on the air anymore. So like, what am I going to do? Like, sit down and watch five episodes of How You Met Your Mother on Netflix? No, I mean, it's, at this point in life, it's I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. But Colby Smolders is in it. If you're interested, you know. I don't have a Colby Smolders thing. I thought you did. No, you do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk about something else. Sure. We're continuing on the theme of fine art. Sure. Where the hell did you find that Edvard Munch, the scream shower curtain? <laughs> On Amazon. I had about five uh, different uh, shower curtains that I I was going to pick between, and I ended up with the uh, Edvard Munch scream. I like it because it's uh, very anachronistic with the rest of my apartment. It's beautiful. I absolutely love it. People hate it, and I think that makes me love it even more. Why do people hate it? They're just like, why? Like, it just doesn't seem like I should have, like, in terms of, like, how, like, fancy boy curated my whole apartment is, and then I have, like, a very tacky, like, yeah. tacky, like, mom. No- novelty shower curtain. Novelty shower curtain, yeah. I mean, you know. I think that's the, the the point of your your the decor in your apartment is it's it's very um it's nuanced you know uh yeah like the decor oh well because that's the thing is it's like the decor in my apartment it does seem very fancy boy curated but it's just like I have things that I like that's the point right yeah so it's not like I don't I the things that I I like. I don't, it's like I wouldn't not have something because I, it doesn't fit with my aesthetic. More power to you. I'm glad that the Ever Munch is in there. Yeah. Do you like this print up here? I feel like this is a very Matt Martin print of the the old cowboy holding a, holding a. <laughs> well, why, does it, why is it a Matt Martin print? It just seems like something you would like. Because it's like really graphic. It's really graphic and it's just like, it's like, it's very like. Old timey. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm kind of past that phase. I think I'm more in my modern phase. Really? Yeah. I'm a modernist. You're a modernist now. Oh yeah, total modernist. You just want you just want like a print of a cube. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to hang hang up a print of a cube. Why is your your AC keep going on and off? Because it's on eco setting, so it like it, it's like once it reaches a certain temperature, it shuts off. But like. Mine does that too, where it's like, okay, 
let's turn back on because it's obviously not the temperature it's supposed to be. But then, like, let's be on for like two minutes and then turn back off again when it obviously didn't reach the ambient temperature that it was supposed to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I don't understand the econ move the mode if it's not actually working. It is working. It just shut off after being on for literally 30 seconds and then turned back on again right afterwards. Because the temperature went up. It's hot in here. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on full blast. We're almost done here. This is a slog, this movie. I'm just like... I'm totally... Have you ever had a commentary where you haven't watched the full movie? <laughs> we shut it like, off. Like, imagine we're just like, yo, this movie fucking sucks. I, there's like so like the amount of movies we've talked about that I'd rather be watching. Well, let's talk about something else then. Here, what's that? A nuclear weapon or something? Boring like that. Super. So when Matt walked into my apartment, I, I I've spent I spent all morning watching anime. I'm a bit of an anime buff. Um, so, growing up, I didn't get much television. Um, and uh, around when I was around 10 years old, my family finally got a... Uh, where I grew up in Vermont, you couldn't get cable. Cable didn't exist. So, there wasn't an option for cable. But when I was around 10, my family finally got a giant... One of those giant satellite dishes... Like the big ones, like a huge one. So that's how, and then we, so we finally got all of the channels, and that's when I got sci. And so one of the channels was the Sci-Fi Channel, and um, the Sci-Fi Channel did a thing every Saturday. So like every other channel would do Saturday morning cartoons. The Sci-Fi Channel would do Saturday anime, and that's what I would watch. And so I would watch every Saturday. I would watch anime. On Sci-Fi Channel, and I absolutely loved it, and I watched so much of it, and I'm still a fan to this day. And so when Matt walked in, I had just I was watching Dominion Tank Police. Yeah, what is it about? Uh, Dominion Tank Police. It's uh, it's an anime which it was created by the same guy that created Appleseed, and also Ghost in the Shell. So he's really into. It's futuristic stuff. So, like, anime usually falls into, like, two categories. It's either, like, dystopian sci-fi or current day. Current day, um, but, like, ghouls and goblins. Like, a uh, vampire demon hunter and stuff like that, which I don't really get into. I kind of am into the more sci-fi type stuff. Uh, Oh, wait. There's a plot twist. They're not actually bazookas. Pure smuggling opium. drugs. Pure opium. Which is why they were in a poppy field in that flashback, and that motherfucker killed those other guys. Now like, the other. This looks like such a fucking budget ass flashback, but it was all served a purpose because they were in a fucking poppy field. And what is opium made out of? Poppies. Poppy. This movie sucks dick. This is when we should cheers our drink because we figured it all cheers, out. Cheers. After not e- we can't, I can't even hear the movie. Plot has been foiled. Hello, I'm going to kill Jack Reacher's daughter for some reason. I feel like I've seen this daughter in something else. She looks like Allison, P- Allison Pill. Like uh, a young Allison Pill? The drummer in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's not her, though. At least 500 kilos. Jack Reacher, you've done it again. Reacher, it's him. He's here. Something about subtitles. Well, tell me what you think about subtitles. Um, I love them, and I've been like putting them on more and more because I don't catch a lot of stuff. I put them on all the time, specifically Game of Thrones, which I know you don't watch. No, I do. Oh, you do watch Game of Thrones. In the sense that uh, my girlfriend watches it while I play around on my phone. But make her put subtitles on next time you watch I it. I think we do watch it with it's subtitles. It's great because you remember all the names. Yeah. And anytime there's horses neighing or hoofs approaching or how- wolves howling, it tells you. Yeah. What could be better than that than being told exactly what's happening? This woman's about to die. I love like the the, you know like the the tertiary, like like, like that like the the extra and and the line is like obviously not well delivered. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Wait, what? And that was that she was like, I'm a I'm an aspiring actress, and that was the line she was given, and you don't even really see her face. I like how funny would it? Uh, he stole a fucking MP car. What a loser! Yeah, Jack Reacher's no, a notoriously bad driver. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that whole scene in the first movie, and they had the sick muscle car, which was like the whole thing. But it was like even like I remember that like that was filmed like so fun and exciting. Like it was filmed so cool that it was like it was memorable. Like that was just like the least memorable car driving sequence I've ever seen. The, The thing about that first one is that also the story takes place in a weird small town, and I feel like that's when it really really hits its stride when it's like in new orleans or washington dc like, you're like, like christopher, it could be, christopher mcquarrie could have knocked this out of the park it could be any fucking movie it could be it could be fucking you know any other book it could be any one of those clive cussler or fucking yeah alex alex cross or you know like the james patterson books which by the way i love too uh you love her. You're like such a dad lit guy. Well, you know where I got all the books from. Your dad. He was like, "You should, you should be reading more, son. Why don't you read this book?" And I was like, "I think dad. we talked about it in the first one that the fact that like I told my dad that he should be reading like Jack Reacher, and he was like, no." What does your dad read? He reads like all that other shit, and I was like, "Oh, you should." He reads read like James Patterson, James Patterson books, and like Clive Cussler and shit. And I was like, "You should." And read- Tom Clancy. That's, yeah, that's like the like, OG. Yeah, and I was like, "You should read this," and he was just like, "No." I was like, okay, this is why we don't talk that much. You know, John Morris has got to live his life. Just saying. Yeah, he's he's got enough going on. I'm going to break your arms. I'm going to break your legs. I'm going to break your neck. I love the threats. Where are they? What are they? Is nice this Halloween? Jack. Like, well, yeah, I guess it's like Halloween or something. But then it's like, why does this guy care about Jack Reacher? I just, I don't, because he's trying to get him. Why? Why does he care? Because Jack Reacher is a vigilante. What a boring fucking. And it's like way to make a movie like that's like filmed during whatever Mardi Gras. Or like Day of the Dead seemed not very fun and exciting and like boring to look at. 
No, like the way to do it is like Spectre. Yes, 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 yes. Which wasn't the best James Bond movie, let's be honest. No, but it was like still like you were like, oh, wow, this is like really fun and exciting to watch. And it's like, let's get slow motion and let's get some fucking weird creepy shit and let's build some tension. And like, yeah, we get you're running and you're hiding, but like, let's fucking like... Yeah, oh, like, man. Way to make the most be- one of the most beautiful cities in the world look like... Like, why are you even in New Orleans? Like, this could be anywhere. You know? We should go on a trip to New Orleans. I, like, that, it was so fun. When I was there with Danielle, like, the whole time, I was like, man, I would love to do a bro trip to, uh, to New Orleans. Like, it would be better than Montreal. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely, it was, yeah, I was like, a bro trip to, Mon- a, a bro trip to New Orleans would be fucking fun, and, like... Yeah, I would definitely be down to do that. Like, that was, like, one of my first... Like, as I was there, I was like, that would be, like, tight. Sounds like we got a plan. Yeah, we got a plan. We'll, we'll, let's figure it out for next so year. all you bros out there listening to Tom and Terry... Who managed season, to make it an hour and a half into this? Season 2, episode 1. Worst, worst Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Tom. We're going on a bro trip. We're going to New Orleans. If anything, if anything, this movie gave us some inspiration that we should be going to New Orleans. Yeah, it's, but it is funny that you brought that up because I did have that thought while I was down there. Our friend, um, uh, my friend Andy lives lives down there still. I think oh, he lives down there now. Actually, I think he might have moved, but he that guy moves a lot, huh? Yeah, he's he's got that wanderlust. He's like he's the hashtag wanderlust. He's he's a wanderer, man. Does he have a sick Instagram? I don't think so. You still play pop punk? Yeah. For those of you wondering, we're talking about Andy Dennison. He's been in some legendary New York pop punk bands. Yep. I went to college with him for one year. It was one of the most transformative years of my life. Mike and Andy. I mean, a lot of this is like shittily shot too. Yeah, it's just like you made like yeah, it's like this looks like crap. There was a shot earlier that I meant to like comment on where they were in front of one of the, you know, in the National Mall and it was obviously so green screened cuz you could see like the outline on Tom Cruise's head. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just like like even this looks like really second rate like it like it doesn't look very good. Like this looks like obviously green screened. And I don't feel like New Orleans looks like that. No, this is like fake. This is like green screen. Like that background is not real. So Tom Cruise just murdered somebody. Yeah. Just now. This is the one thing that I just never really understood about Tom Cruise. He's so quick to just literally murder somebody. Like, and that was whatever he just did was not (laughs) self-defense. Like, I mean, maybe he could justify it to a court or whatever, but like he fucking murdered somebody as far I, as I'm concerned. I like now that I'm thinking about it more like the idea that like they have to do fan service where they show Jack Reacher stealing his lawyer's money in this movie. Like, why do they have to show that in this movie? Because that's what makes Jack Reacher. It's, it's like the fact that he murders people. But it's so, it serves no purpose to this movie. Yes, it does. Well, it's a like character development. It's the fact that he's... But the problem is they don't do enough of it. And here, we're going right back to the issue. Is you don't know what's going on inside of his fucking head. It's just like, it just seems like you're like, oh, yeah, like the books. But it's just like, how did that play into anything? 
Well, you're like supposed to know that he's actually kind of a scumbag. Sure. What's your opinion on fireworks? Um, they're, they haven't progressed enough in the past 20 years. Like, I remember when I was 10 years old and seeing them, and I was like, whoa, these are dope. And now I'm 30 years old, and you do the same thing every 4th of July? Hey. Well, like, you would think that 20 years of technology could advance. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, have it be a fidget spinner or something. God, that looked like crap. Did you see that? Is that slow motion? Oh, my God. This movie looks like shit. Reacher fell on top of him. Oh, he's awake. So, like, what does this cat want to do in the other room that that he can't do here? Uh, Eat food and take a piss. Oh, true that. But, like, really, he's just going to walk in there and just do nothing and then want to immediately want to go back. Yeah. So we've determined that this guy is somehow involved in this dope smuggling ring. It's so boring. And that's about all we know. And he's beating the shit out of Jack Reacher, which doesn't normally happen. Oh, but Jack Reacher broke his blade. Bones breaks is the best... This is what I'm talking about. This is why why it's so great. Yeah, this like movie just like looks like shit. This is like look how gray it is. Yeah, it's toned really bad. You know, you're a, so Matt. You're a photographer, so you deal in images every day. Sure. Would you have a movie? Like, would you have? An image that looks like this? Like, would you put out an image that looks like this? No. It, and it, I, you know, if I ever got a still from this movie to, like, promote this movie, I would brighten it up, add contrast, sharpen the edges. You know, like, I would do a lot to the image because it just looks fucking shitty. It's, like, great. It's, like, the most gray thing I've ever seen. And, like, this is your big... Uh, he just broke somebody's neck. He just committed murder. This is, like, your big, like, finale... He just broke a guy's neck and said, look at me. He's a, he's a murderer, and now he's going to throw him off the balcony. Thud. This is the one thing about Jack Reacher. It's like, I'm not sure you're actually that good of a guy. No, he's fine. He didn't have sex. I think he's about to tell her. What? He needs the dad. Oh, he found that out? I think. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. This this thing is going off the script here. They definitely rewrote this movie. Dude, you jumped off a building. Did it hurt? Yes. I love how we've also been watching this movie with literally no sound the whole entire time. Like, such minimal sound. You don't need to hear anything. 
This isn't Mission Impossible. We don't need to know what's happening. I mean, we kind of followed the movie the whole time. So, yeah. So, when we, the next time we do a bro trip, maybe that'll be when we do a squad and Terry on Mission Impossible 1. Oh, my God. That's an epic idea. Can we do it in the van? We'll get like a van with a with a TV in it. We'll we'll, <laughs> oh we'll drive to I'll New Orleans and drive down. That'd be so fucking sick. We're not driving to New Orleans. Let's be honest. No, I would never do it. Like, dude, being in that car for six hours, I wanted to fucking blow my head off. It really sucks. Next time we go anywhere, we're flying. Oh my god, I hated it. I th- I think that's what I realized. I was talking to Danielle about it because she just did that like road trip on the West Coast, and I was like. I th- I don't think I can I don't think I'll ever do another road trip again. I could do a road trip, but it has there has to be a purpose in the road trip besides just getting home. Right. So you're you don't want to do a thing where you just have to drive ten hours to do a, the, the like. You want the road trip to be the to be the thing. Yeah, like that road trip is not a really a road trip because there's it's not you know it's like if you're driving through fucking Utah and you're in the desert and you're seeing all this shit, that's that's its own thing. But if you're driving from Canada to New York, which is like one of the most boring drives I've ever been on, Continue. it was like one beautiful spot in that drive when we, when we hit the Adirondacks, and then the rest was just like trees. Yeah. Oh, Phila getting some coffee. That's her mom. Yeah, I know. I know, I read it in the spoilers for this movie. What was the spoiler? Shut up, he says. Like a good troll. They did a good job styling the girl, who's obviously not like the age she's supposed to be in this movie, and like making her hair like weirdly messy, like a kid would be. I tend to remember the women I sleep with. This is when he's telling her, "I ain't your daddy. I ain't no one's daddy. I'm Jack Reacher." See that woman over there? So I I forget why he why they put this whole thing into into his head, but it it was it was the um you know the bad guy trying to distract him. Who cares? What, she go to, like, prep school? Yeah. But her mom works at the diner. Refills coffee all day. Somehow she can afford to go to the prep school. Maybe she's really smart. She's probably got a scholarship. I hope so. She's smart just like her daddy, who's not Jack Reacher. (laughs) (laughs) Who's some other guy who works at, like, the fucking... I don't know what's this. What I don't know what's in New Orleans. The AMPM. Do they have those in New Orleans? <laughs> he works at. He works at the. Uh, what's the, what the fuck is the name of the stadium down there? Smoothie. He works at the Smoothie King. 
Is this Smoothie King Stadium? <laughs> he works at he works at a lo- at the local Smoothie King. Also, they're not in New Orleans anymore. They're back in in DC. Oh, okay. So he works at the wi- he works at the wire. Oh no. Well, guys. Wait, no, it's not over yet. We 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 lost our feed here. We're back. How old do you think she is in real life, that actor? She's like 20. We should look that up. He is really red in the face, isn't he? Jack Reacher. She kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin? Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. All right, let's see. Look, she just wants to give Jackie a big hug. I love you. You're my favorite. We've been through so much together. Have they, though? Yeah, like like she almost died and Jack saved her and fucking killed that guy. Danica Yarosh. She just dropped his cell phone in, in his pocket. All right. Guesses on age. I said 20. Also, we have to do it when this movie came out. When this movie was filmed. Which was two years ago. 2015, yeah. How long it takes to make a movie? Miss me yet? Who said that? The girl. Oh. She loves her daddy. Her not daddy. Her fake daddy? What about daddy. Colby Smulders? It could have been Colby Smulders. See, he never stays with the girl. Thumb out. He gets fucked in every movie. Uh, so uh, what, what is your guess on, on her age in this one, when this movie was being so filmed? So s- s- 17 when this was filmed. She's 15 years old. Why don't you make a guess? We could have done over under there. Because I looked it up already. Oh, you knew the answer. Yeah. Well, that was an adventure. <laughs> was I got sufficiently <laughs> bored. Sorry, listeners, if this wasn't as exciting <laughs> Holy as, crap, as episode one, season one, yeah, episode two, wow. season and when you're going when you're going into the Tom Cruise catalog, uh, there's kind of there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stinkers out there. There's hits and there's misses, and this was definitely yeah. you know, somewhere on the ladder. Well, uh, so the cheers and the jeers. So I would say cheers. We came up with our new our next bro trip. And what we're going to do on our road trip. Yeah. Um, Jeers. TSA agent, Lee Child. Amazing. Um, uh, uh, Another cheer. TSA agent, Lee Child. Which I missed because I was taking a piss. Yeah. Um, Another cheer, I would say uh, Aperol spritzes. Very good. Delicious. Uh, In terms of jeers. 
the movie in general. It was a pretty subpar movie. We wish the original director had directed it because he would have knocked it out of the park. He would have knocked it out of the park. I think this is like, this in terms of the Tom Cruise canon. I would say this is pretty low. Like, I would say this is far from essential. Um. Yeah, Matt. Cheers and jeers. Cheers. Love Colby Smolders. Oh, yes. Looked really good in a t-shirt. <laughs> what was your favorite Colby Smolders look? Also, kind of, a ni- also, a nice thing was uh, he, uh, uh, Tom Cruise was wearing the same t-shirt from the first Jack Reacher, implying that like he doesn't even change his t-shirt ever. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't like have clothes. So he yeah. like, has to go to the store and like buy new clothes and throw out his clothes. Yeah. Uh, so so cheers Colby Smolers looked great in a t-shirt favorite look was her Kanye West look yep dad hat military fatigues tucked in t-shirt um, and, and you know military boots that kind of look like Yeezys if we're being honest yes they did Colby uh, Smolers is a total hype beast <laughs> um, the OG fuck boy um, another cheer I would say uh, I missed it but I really wish I had seen Lee Child as TSA agent. I'm number so one. fucking mad, and I'm definitely gonna rewind it just so you can see it. I just need to see it, but that'll be off off the record. That one. Yeah. Jeers. I just I'm super disappointed in this movie, and you know, granted, I could probably watch it again on my own and maybe garner something out of it. But overall, it's just like. Tom Cruise just can't be Jack Reacher, man. He just can't be fucking Jack Reacher. That guy. Maybe Jack Reacher can't be a movie. I just don't think Jack Reacher can be a movie. It's it's the way the books are written. There's just too much going on inside of Jack Reacher's head for it to actually be visualized as a movie. But you know what? Lee Child's making a lot of money. Yeah, good for him. Good for him, man. Living the life. May he may he write twenty more books. And uh, this is uh, Matt and Mike signing off. Mike, cheers. Uh, cheers. Uh, follow. Follow Matt at at Maddie Marty on Instagram. And follow Mike at Mikey Frex. At Mikey Frex. He's a Twitter star now. I'm a Twitter star for a little bit. I'm a one-hit wonder Twitter star, which is unfortunate. But, you know. Yeah. There's going to be another day. Um, Yeah. So that's it. Uh, Filmed with Panavision cameras. Uh we're over. Thanks. Bye.